Buying a master mechanics tool set usually means high prices, higher interest rates, and who knows how many years of monthly payments. But at GearWrench, we don't believe that your tools should take years and years to pay for. So check out Mega Mod Master Sets, the master mechanics tool sets that deliver pro-quality tools, organized storage solutions, an easy-to-use lifetime warranty, and much, much more. All for thousands less than you'd expect. So don't wait. Explore the sets and check availability now. Only at GearWrench.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started. Um, Remember the what was it? Uh, the French uh, Les Juifs, Was it buzz, yeah. Buzzy or Bu- Muzzy? Uh, buzz it Muzzy? Amel Muzz? Amel Muzz? <laughs> That's Les a French. Perf- it's like this French video. It was like they had a big hairy monster. Yeah, that's what number stations are. Oh, I see. <laughs> that's all it is. It's just teaching. It's teaching boys and girls Russian <laughs> all over the world uh, uh, by uh, from killers. Oh, exciting. <laughs> Actual assassins. Killers, assassins, also known as Russian teachers. Very good. Are we starting the episode? Okay. Mysterious sounds. Uh, that's what we're doing today, right? Mysterious recordings Ooh. throughout the world. Ooh. Okay. I'm Marcus Parks. You're Ben Kissel. <laughs> Uh, with us as always from beautiful sunny Canada. It is 45 degrees here. Okay. I love it. Different, <laughs> different than where I just was in South America. Oh, yes. You were mm. just in South America. Um, tell me, how is the uh, compound? <laughs> well, funny you should ask. My Oma, a cancer survivor at 93, you're young. Strong She's- race. It's, oh, I've always well, said that about the Germans. It's a very strong, yes. powerful race. Yes. She's doing very well. Thank you for asking, Henry. I didn't mention all of your anti-German sentiment, <laughs> you Polak. So did she spill the beans on your grandfather, or is she still just tight-lipped like a Miss Mengele? <laughs> oh, that is funny. That is humorous. She's 93 and survived cancer. Very uh-huh. funny. So she's extra good at keeping secrets, is uh-huh. that what you're saying, because she's my, impervious to being interrogated? No, my grandfather was an internationalist. Oh, an so internationalist. He, he belonged to the world. Well, it was after they lost the war, though. So if they would have won, he would have been a German. But that's okay. I do have a couple of pictures, and I'll show you guys in private. Uh, a bit incriminating, but also he was extremely successful, and he, he helped a lot of Nigerians. Isn't oh, that nice with labor no, Were they white people in Nigeria? No. <laughs> Coming no. over to South America because they were hiding here for some reason or no. another? Moving on. <laughs> Moving on to today's topic. I'd also topic. like to say your grandfather's library seemed very specific. Thank you very much, Henry. Again. I recorded some of my own mysterious sounds. You did. Uh, here in the in the in in my apartment if you guys want to hear some. You guys I, ready? Because would, yes. stuff's pretty spooky. I was, I was actually, um, this, this is really, this is true. Is this going to have anything to do with your high flax diet? No, no, no way. Oh, okay. Kissel. Okay. Um, I was here at night. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. It was about 11 o'clock at night, and um, I was wearing nothing but just my, my panties <laughs> that I wear. Just tight, tight little underwear, and I was sitting in a high turn of the heat in the apartment, so I was oh, just yeah. slick with my own sweat. Mm-hmm. She mentioned my hair matted against my skin like a wet dog, oh, like a God. dog that just got hit with a hose. That's what my chest and my back look like. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very wet. And I... Um, heard something off in the darkness uh i was just sitting there i was watching some daredevil on silent because i like to i like to imagine that i'm i'm deaf watching a blind show right (laughs) and i um i heard this thing i just i was like i felt again what i was saying before i felt like i was being watched so i took out my iphone and i asked who goes there who is there yeah answer me right show yourself and then i I recorded this. I'm going to play it for you now. You're a jackass. You're a jackass. Everything you say is a lie. Nobody wants to hear it anymore. Henry, we're on to you. What Evidence the? of ghosts. <laughs> Ghost Man, parts. This episode yeah. is going to be great. This is exciting. <laughs> so, so we've heard Henry's lies. Let's get to some real mysterious recordings. Oh, yeah. And by mysterious recordings, we mean recordings from space. We mean Ooh. recordings from here on Earth. We mean recordings from shortwave transistors. But we're going to start with mysterious recordings from the ocean. Ooh, exciting. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not oh so mysterious. That's Sebastian, the funny crab. Wow. Oh, just come here and get him on my plate. Mm. Crack his bones. Henry, you can't eat Sebastian, the cartoon crab. I'll eat all of I just want to eat that lower half of Ariel, the little mermaid. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Henry, you're looking great. What's your diet? Oh, mostly Disney cartoon characters. <laughs> so we're going to start with the most famous. We're going to start off with a big one. We're going to start off with the most famous underwater sound that has ever existed. Ooh. The bloop. Bloop. Mm-hmm. And how we first heard the bloop is that in the 1960s during the Cold War, the Navy installed a top secret network of underwater microphones called High hydrophones to listen for the movements and transmissions of Soviet nuclear submarines. And really, that just became the first podcast hosted by Tuna, which is Mm. kind of fun. Also, everybody knows how communist parliament members like to bathe together. Oh, of course. (laughs) And where they're bathing sometimes when they're naked, that's where they share their most secret stuff. You know, there's that show Fear Factor, and at no point did they have them drink a drink the water after a Russian bath. I think that would be more disgusting than any animal or bug that you could put in your mouth. Yeah, because technically it becomes vodka. (laughs) Is that how they make it? Mm -hmm. So this system was called the Sound Surveillance System, or SOSIS. And so in about after the Cold War ended, the U.S. Navy turned this technology over to civilian uh, and private companies so we could still make some use of this SOSIS thing. And several times during 1997, a sound reverberated throughout the ocean. It was dubbed the bloop. The sound rises rapidly in frequency over one minute and was loud enough to be picked up by multiple sensors located up to five thousand kilometers apart 
Wow. Yes. And this, it was one of the loudest underwater sounds ever recorded. And over the next few weeks, similar sounds were recorded by another system. Uh, and the sounds suddenly stopped and have never been heard again. I feel like the bloop, if it was a person, it would have a mustache and it would just belch after every sip of beer. <laughs> How dare these microphones come and disturb my peace? I am trying to watch the cricket game. How I love cricket. It's like baseball, but it's shit here. <laughs> and a large monocle the bloop has. <laughs> They're merely recording the songs of my thighs moving back and forth. <laughs> Henry, I wish that they would boost my privacy. Are you the bloop, Henry? Yes. <laughs> well, let's hear the bloop sped 16 times because it is a very long noise. So let's hear it sped up 16 times. <laughs> wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Isn't that just Ben's mother getting out of the tub? Oh, well, that's a funny joke about my mom getting out of the tub. Thank you for that, Henry. Well, it does sound organic in nature. It does sound like it could be some sort of animal, either something very, very large or something that is just very good at making sound. And coincidentally... <laughs> like, like Michael Jackson? <laughs> that where he is. Kind of bloop walks down there. So the NOAA says that there's no way that it was man-made. And no creature on Earth has ever been known to exist that has made this sound. But the location of the sound is said to be within 500 miles of the layer of... Of Cthulhu. Very yeah, the, it's called Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Riley. 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 I and love Riley or Riley. Um, we're going to get fucking shit from all oh. these Lovecraftians. God, we're going to get it's, so much it's shit. Riley is characterized by bizarre architecture likened to non-Euclidean geometry. Norwegian sailor Gustav Johansson, the narrator of one of these tales during the call of Cthulhu, describes the accidental discovery of the city. A ghost line of mingled mud, ooze, and weedy cyclopean masonry, which can be nothing less than the tangible substance of Earth's supreme terror. The nightmare corpse city of Rilie. <laughs> Loathsomely redolent of spheres and dimensions apart from ours. Huh. He's just so mad that there's no circles. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Non, non. What is it? Non-Clidian? Uh, Non-Euclidian. Non-Euclidian. Yeah, sort of what they it, do to the girls over there in the Middle East. <laughs> what? They, they cut off their clitorises, Marcus. Oh, non-Euclidian. Yes, non-Euclidian. That's, that's, that's different. No, no, no it's that's a, different. Non-Euclidian just means weird as fuck. Oh, I see. <laughs> in geom geometric terms. Oh, okay. Euclidean geometry. You didn't pay attention in high school, did you, Ben? I didn't go to high school i was smoking weed out of an apple <laughs> and out of a pear <laughs> well the recording does sound like an animal but it sounds most like an animal when you speed it up 16 times faster mm. which we, is why how, which is how most people listen to the sound because literally the the original sound is what like it's like a couple of minutes long and it just goes like Well, I've actually got the sound here. Oh, so I don't have to do that. No, you don't have no, to do I, that. No, I liked it. I was about to inject you with morphine and put you out of your misery. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't need to do that because we've got it right here. Here it is. Is this Trent Reznor? Hmm. 
sounds like me getting off a leather couch. <laughs> <laughs> Slipping and sliding. Yeah. So what most most people don't hear this, and in my opinion, this is much creepier than just. Yeah, it sounds like something um, that Argento would have used. It sounds like the band Goblin. Yeah. Very, very yeah. Suspiria-esque. Oh, yeah. Very Sentinel. <laughs> and now at this point, I really can't help but think of getting a spatula and helping you off of this leather couch as you try to suffer miserably to get up and get off of it as you're naked. I just got to take a shit. <laughs> oh, God, I just got to take a shit. I just am so, I'm just, I am a part of this couch now. Yeah. <laughs> got to get you off that couch. So a lot of people said it's a big... Whale. Some people mm. said it's, of course, Cthulhu. Many people jumped to that conclusion. But in all actuality, what it probably was is that it was a gigantic ice quake that cracked off of an iceberg, which calved off of the Antarctic ice sheet, making it a, a consequence of global warming, which is much more terrifying. Much more scary. <laughs> and the thing is that the NOAA never ever said that it was an, an animal. They never said any of this stuff of what it sounded like. The bloop came out. They were like, we got this noise, and sometimes we're here, you know, we're pretty sure that it's, I mean, I... It's definitely not. It's Cthulhu. It's, no, it's definitely. It's Cthulhu. It has to be Cthulhu. Yes. No, I've all. We've all read the books. It's just. Please, for the everyone, sit down. Um, it's just a fart noise from deep in the ocean, and it is. It is it's an ice quake. We're trying to say ice quake. Cthulhu ice quake sounds like a new treat from Dairy Queen. Ooh, I want an ice quake. That would be good. But this makes a lot of sense. Now they say we've explored a lot of space and almost well, not quite as much. We have, we've not explored the oceans at all. 95% right. of the oceans, we have no idea what's in them. So what's down there? And now with the pollution and things, people are saying the bloop is coming to the surface, and that's where we're starting to hear it. Ooh. Yes. Look at this, right? We had the first sighting of a giant squid. What, it, was, it was in 2004. Yeah. And then it was like a, a new whale also just washed ashore like fucking a year, like six to a year, months to a year ago. Yeah. That we're like, we're seeing new shit pop up from the bottom of the ocean. Right. Because these seas are warming, they are literally moving up because their food is dying right down below and they're like they're rising up to get more food so we're going to be seeing some weird shit you know well, like we're going to see a whole flagon of mcneely's oh, <laughs> oh out of the ocean hold on mcneely from the round table of gentlemen and make sure to listen to the new special where he speaks for 30 minutes kind of speaks <laughs> it's a special kind of talk it's, it's as a, an artist i'm forced to support it you are. Well, I guess we don't know if the bloop loves plastic gallons of milk gallons, but hopefully it does because it's eaten a lot of them. i tell you what, if it locks bear, it's got a welcoming party here in my living room because oh we're watching the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, yeah. Bloop is They're a big Ravens fan. Well, there there are them Ravens. Caw, caw. Go well, Ravens. I don't think we should bring Henry to the Ravens games anymore. I... He doesn't get the game. <laughs> no, no. Where's the birds at? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, there's plenty of other sounds from the ocean. There's a one called Julia. This was caught in a March 1st, 1999. Let's listen to this. Julia, you want to get some ice cream with me? <laughs> No ice oh, no, quake. It's one of these, it's these deep sea, sea nerds. So Julia and the Bloop, they're kind of dating down there, and they're having fun. <laughs> There's also the slowdown. This one comes over about a seven-minute period, and it's similar to a distant wailing. 
or something falling from the sky. This is on May 19th, 1997. And that's the weird thing about all of these sounds is that these sounds are captured in the 90s, right. but there haven't been any captured in the last 15 years or so. Not since the we- 90s. Everybody was getting wild and right. having fun and partying and raving, and now people are settling down and having families. It's 2015, man. I agree. I agree. What happened in the 90s in sync <laughs> and Backstreet Boys? Music you had to dance to. Music Nick you had Lachey to- was a person that we forced to be famous that now continues to be famous. That's right. Probably, probably a, a victim of pedophilia. Here's an audio sample of the slowdown. And yes, Ben, you are correct. Probably a victim of pedophilia. Thank you very much. That's when the bloop just mounts her. Slides it right in there. Mm, you want my bloopy? Bloop's about to shoot. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> he was the star of the quarterback. He was the. I've been on a flight for 12 hours, so give me a little break. He was. He That's was, the sound of your mother getting back into the tub. <laughs> yes, there. Thank you, Henry. Fair well, here. Julia, the slowdown and the bloop are all attributed to ice quakes and the eventual death of the Earth as we know it. Great. Uh, <laughs> so good to hear. But the upsweep, this last one, we actually have have no idea what this one is. This no. was captured in 1991. This was one of the very first ones that we captured after the uh, after Sonus was turned over to uh, private companies. I will say, if you run a New York City subway and you see a girl in a skirt and you give her the upsuite, that is a misdemeanor sexual assault. <laughs> so do not do it. Being crowded on the train is no validation for sexual assault. Even if you are the bloop, and how did the bloop get on the train? Who gave that thing a metro card? Exactly. He's 20 stories tall. Right. That's the thing that I'm already still confused about, that so, he's supposed to be so big. Ma'am, you are telling me the bloop sexually molested you. <laughs> I'm not really sure. It was kind of a big walking, talking building, and it was kind of killing a bunch of people as it was going, but it just also somehow managed to take one of its weird fingers and swipe it up my butthole. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to catch this goddamn bloop. (laughs) Like, here is the upsweep. That sounds like monkeys. (laughs) There are no monkeys in the bottom of the ocean. Uh, You may tell me ain't no monkeys down there. I know they got a hidden jungle. They don't? Where would it... <laughs> how would it Down be dr- in the ocean, you wouldn't believe the kind of secrets they have. They use yeah. shells for money. I've met a merman. Yeah? What did he tell you? He said all sorts of weird things. <laughs> so let's move to the Earth. Okay. Let's move above the ocean for more mysterious recordings and more mysterious Ooh. sounds. This one is a phenomenon that has been reported quite a bit since the 1950s, and this is a very strange one. It's a low-frequency humming or throbbing or rumbling sound, and it's heard mostly indoors in rural or suburban locations and people say that it gets louder at night um what i would also say is that uh there is a sound technology that our government has been working on Mm. that basically they they use it for billboards and shit that they they had developed it for military Mm. use which is beaming sound localized into people's like into an area into people's heads the advertisers are already using it yeah. Uh, and I'm, I could imagine that something like this 
is a possible either test or fuck up of some sort of military weapon. Well, it's actually already being used in the protest that we saw in Baltimore and in Ferguson. It's a high frequency sonar sound that is yeah, very specific, pretty much to the person. So you can't hear it if you go one foot to the left or one foot to the right. So that's why if you ever look at a protest and some dude is just rocking and rolling, they're listening to the Rolling Stones. But the awesome. other people, they don't get that's, to hear see, it. That's a groovy way to stop a protest yes. is by getting them fucking jamming. It is, but of course, they're always looking for new non-lethal ways uh, to uh, stop protests, and they're just going with, uh, yeah, the B-52s and the Bee Gees. Well, I read about a really interesting thing that they use in malls now, is that it's a very, a lot, what we're going to talk about a lot here is frequencies mm-hmm. uh, and how frequencies affect the brain. Uh, and certain malls uh, and public places are using these frequencies that can only be heard by people that are 25 and younger. So they broadcast these frequencies to keep teenagers and riffraff from hanging out at certain places. Uh, And there are different levels of frequencies that can only be heard by like certain ages. It's something about how your hearing just sort of goes away. These certain frequencies just can't be heard anymore. And the funny thing. Because it says says stuff like your mom shops you. Why are you shopping here? You know, your mom shops you. Why are you shopping here? Yeah, that's the thing. How many kids are at malls? Yeah, well, I mean, a few here and there. But the funny thing about this frequency is I could actually hear it. Like, me and Henry both tested it to see who could actually, like, if both of us could hear it, because I can hear it. It's very low, but I can still hear it. Henry couldn't hear it at all. Well, I'm too wise. <laughs> yeah, well, you're too wiser. You can't hear it over you chomping on one potato, two potato. <laughs> slamming those potatoes down. I'm not eating as many carbs these days. Oh, that's mm. very good. Mm. You guys know a one potato, two potato, right? Three potato, no. four? No, it was a restaurant that was all over the malls in the Midwest. Oh. You didn't grow up in Wisconsin? I grew up in Texas. We're not neighbors in no. Wisconsin? <laughs> No. Henry? No, no, we don't know your references. No, no, okay. no, 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 your cryptic weird references. We what? Nikaha or Nina Hay or no. any one of your weird fucking Indian chains that you had in Wisconsin. One potato, two potato, great potatoes. The thing is, it's so funny. It didn't you have an, it didn't even have a one potato option because it's Wisconsin. It should have just been called two potato, four potato. <laughs> well, you got to go back. For we second. ain't serving potatoes and no odd numbers around here. There's <laughs> even numbers. Well, that sounds about right. The funny thing about the hum is you can't actually capture the hum with conventional microphones. It's something that really only the people can hear. It's that weird of a frequency and that low of a frequency is that a lot of times these frequencies can't be picked up just like you can't just turn record on your iPhone and actually pick it up. At least one suicide in the UK was reported as a result of the hum. The guy left a suicide note. He was like, I can't take it anymore. Really? And this hum thing is actually very real. Uh, it, yeah. it has been all – it's really strangely very deeply in the UK. Uh, it's a, it's deep in like Scotland and England and it's also been in New Mexico. But I just think New Mexico is all fucked up. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's very interesting. It's It doesn't go away. It's sort of like the, uh, the exploding noises linked to UFO sightings. Mm. There are many people – like I was researching all of this about mysterious booms and they were saying the same thing where UFOs are seen and then what will happen is like an earthquake type noise will have like this it's, – it's, it's like a vibration. It's not an actual earthquake but you feel it in the air. It's just like this boom. Yeah. Like it's happening like – like a sonic boom, but something right. way, way more local. Well, they call them mist poofers. 
and mist it's poofers? and it's yeah mist poofers. That's a porno I used to have. <laughs> they call them mist poofers, and we know that they're not sonic booms because they have been reported like the Iroquois tribes, like ah. but like ancient tribes of North America have reported these booms for decades and centuries. And, and you know that Native Americans talk to aliens because that's why they always draw the guys with the big heads and the big eyes all over everything because they keep wanting to be like they should know. I met a god damn alien <laughs> and these white people will not listen to me because I keep wearing this feather hat mm-hmm. but you know I'm not allowed to leave the reservation unless I've got it on running school. chief choose a lot of lard I wish you wouldn't curse <laughs> well the weird other weird things about the hum is that usually only 2% of the people in any given hum area can hear the sound and most of the people who can hear the sound are from ages 55 to 70 another oh. bizarre our age thing. Right. So they just feel like they're losing their minds. And yeah. I guess to some degree they are. Yeah, they really so, do. Man, I don't it, trust anybody over 30. Uh, so. That's right. <laughs> um, so do they deliver specific messages in the hum or is it just the, the tone? Here, I'll uh, let me play. This is not, this is a, an approximation. There was, they did a whole episode of Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, and one of the people that heard the hum on a consistent basis uh, was able to make this approximation of what the hum sounded like to him. It Uns- sounds like this. It sounds like hum, 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 Henry, did you just? I didn't. I didn't hear that. Did you hear it? I didn't hear it. <laughs> of course, I heard. I hear everything. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Frequency weapons freak me out because I know they would fuck me up bad, man. Yes, they would. So I say, man, I'm immune to them. I'm human 2.0, dude. No way. I don't have wisdom teeth, <laughs> and I can't be affected by noise weapons. I'm fucking human 2.0 because I can hear all the fucking frequencies, man. No, I'm dude, going downtown. Like, Aren't no. we way past 2.0? Aren't we at like 6.9 or something? <laughs> 7.0 something? I am dude. not. 2.0 <laughs> is like 1998. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is the hum, or at least an approximation. Mm. And that's what was known as the Taos hum in Taos, New Mexico. It's kind of nice. There are also, also things that are linked to it at the same time, which is uh, a lot of people who have experienced the hum had exposure to industrial equipment, high-pressure gas lines, hmm. wireless communication devices, which is just fucking everybody does, yeah. electrical power lines, electromagnetic radiation, and also the mating calls of midshipman fish reverberating off of ship holes and buildings. Well, this is a, a recording of the fish right here. That's that's uh that's horny fish. Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. Midship. Yeah, I'm fish. pretty. I got pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Here's what one. Here's one from England that is very very bizarre. Some people say like the city council came out and said like no, this is actually just a guy sharpening a blade in a valley. So, oh, nothing to worry about here. <laughs> just a fella sharpening a blade in a valley like he always does. Well, they I say- just want to warn everyone again, do not enter blade sharpening valley. It is very dangerous. There are men there. They're sharpening their blades. <laughs> I'm not going. Uh, but this is, yeah, this was actually captured. They said that's why it was so loud and why it uh, was 
reverberating throughout the entire town. They said, and you know, I have heard uh, like farm equipment and you know groundskeeping equipment sharpened before, and it does sound kind of like this. Don't look at me of like that. Of course you I have. I grew up on a fucking ranch. Of he, course I've heard this shit. Henry, do you hear these sentences he says? That, I would say that that is one of the more normal sentences okay. he said. All right. Yeah, all right. it's perfectly logical. Uh, okay, I didn't grow up on the ranch itself, but I grew up around ranches. My fucking papa had a ranch. My grandfather no, had a ranch. Okay. I worked he on a ranch all before of the, I came all here. Of the field workers, yeah. and they raised him as his own and taught him their songs. That's uh, he learned about their folklore. Yeah, okay. Well, different different upbringings. I was eating at the one potato, two potato, while you were busy listening to people sharpen farm equipment. And, and I was in Oxford writing my treatise on theology. <laughs> oh, yeah, how'd that go? All right, this, this is, anyways, this is the British hum. Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were going to see dinosaurs, but it's just a bunch of English people sharpening knives. <laughs> Even better. Very interesting. <laughs> it's the sounds that are important. We yeah. spare no expense. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, sort of an elephant type sound there as well. Very interesting. The next one we have comes from the Soviet Union, which Uh-oh. we did cover this a little bit on an episode long, long, long ago. One of our very first episodes. Uh, but more than 40 years ago, the Soviet Union decided that they need to dig a real deep fucking hole in the ground. That was just because uh, they need to keep their people busy. Yeah, I was going to say... I think your army is too big when you just have a whole brigade dedicated to digging <laughs> holes. You know? What do we have men do? I don't know. Let's, we have many drill. Put the hole. Big hole. Big uh, hole. You know what we do? We, we have them dig the biggest hole that they can dig, right? Mm-hmm. And guess what? Funny joke, Yarfik. We go, we pop them in the back of the head with a bullet, we leave them in the hole. <laughs> that, is a, that is a funny Russian joke. I love that. Sergeant Shmirnov. extra toilet paper I used. I had diarrhea two weeks ago, and I lost the one roll we're allowed to have every month. Oh, my God. Sergeant Yakov Shmirnov, I have a feeling you have a history in comedy if you just can get out of the USSR, my friend. Well, the drilling stopped in 1994. The hole was over seven miles deep. <laughs> There's... This is just stupid. <laughs> Seven it's, miles deep. It's the, and I cannot believe we as Americans let, let Russia dig the biggest hole in the world. That is America's job. That is America's job. job. from America. Well, we were going to the moon, beating them in the space race. They were just digging holes. <laughs> we go up, they go down. All we right. go up, they go down. One of our many cultural differences. <laughs> well, what their goal was, they wanted to uh, penetrate the Earth's upper crust and sample the warm, mysterious area where the... the operation just the tip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This sounds like this is all a euphemism for Putin having sex. <laughs> they wanted uh, to find out what was going on where the crust and the mantle intermingle in what they call the Mohorovic discontinuity or... Yeah. Moho. Yeah, you do get the feeling that like Khrushchev was trying to tell his sergeant to go get laid for the weekend, and he just took it all very literally. And he's oh, just like, "Go put drill in hole." We'll do then. <laughs> okay. You never said stop. <laughs> so we kept going. 
Also, I heard that the rents in Moho are really skyrocketing, oh, and it's, it's such a shame because that neighborhood used to be just so so cool. Artist, artist friendly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so after going a few miles down, the drill started to spin wildly. Mm. Yes. And uh, a Dr. Azakov, he was quoted as stating authoritatively that it has been shown that the Earth is hollow. Mm. Extremely high temperatures were experienced, much higher than expected at that depth. Usually 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit is Mm. the uh, temperature that's quoted. And finally, they lowered microphones down into the hole. Mm -hmm. And we are lucky enough to have a recording of an episode of Coast to Coast in which Art Bell explores this phenomenon. Should we just listen to what Art has to say about all this? Please, please, he's the best. I think so. Now, I've got a clean copy of it now, and uh, I warn you, uh, this could scare you. (laughs) Here's the email. Dear Art Bell, I just recently began listening to your radio show and could not believe it when you talked about the sounds from hell tonight my uncle had told me this story a couple of years ago and i didn't believe him like one of your listeners who discounted the story as nothing more than just a religious newspaper fabricated account the story about the digging of the hole and the hearing of the sounds from hell is very real it did occur in siberia My uncle collected videos and audio tapes and so forth on the paranormal, supernatural. He passed away fairly recently, but he would have loved your show. He let me listen to one of the audio tapes that he had on the sounds from hell in Siberia, and I copied it. He received his copy from a friend who worked at the BBC. It took me a while to find it tonight, but attached is that sound from my uncle's tapes it's not the greatest quality but the sounds are there get to I it, was man. very hesitant to send you this as the sound bothers me to listen to I suggest that if you do play it on the program warn listeners in advance so they may have the option of turning the radio off for 30 seconds while it plays just it has always haunted me to those who discounted the Siberia sounds from hell story, uh-huh. it is true, and I, for one, wish it wasn't. Rick, listening from Chicago. Oh, started up. And so I submit now the cleaned, uh, a better copy to you, and uh, I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. <laughs> Come over, everybody. Let's wave at Stalin. Oh, there he is. Hey, how you doing? How you doing, Mr. Stalin? 
that's I mean, not bad. As far as Russia goes, that's a fairly peaceful sound. I mean, admittedly, it is terrifying. Yeah, they Who, nailed it. Yeah, whoever put that together, I mean, absolutely nailed the sound. I mean, if I would imagine what hell actually <clears throat> sounded like, very close to that. Yeah, it, it sounds really like a creepy. fun... It also shows a lot about the Russian temperament that they all just began dancing to it. Like it was yeah, <laughs> kind of interesting. Um, Art Bell, holy Lord, that guy... So that was Art Bell. That right. was his. That was Art's setup for it. You know, that was Art's commentary on it. Unbelievable. Of course, you know, we of course we know that Art Bell is not the only host that Coast to Coast has no. had throughout the years. I will say this: we can admit he's the slowest talking one. <laughs> Four you know, hours every night to fill. Every night he's got to talk slow. Right. I love Art Bell. I mean, Art Bell is my favorite, but George yeah. Norrie. Yeah. Who also hosts uh, Coast to Coast AM and now is the permanent host, but he's had a lot of guests recently. Is just the absolute best entertainer has ever existed. How do you think George Norrie would have introduced the uh, the sounds of hell from Russia? Now let me ask you a question. <laughs> you, uh, you ghost down in hell. How hot is it? Is it too hot to handle? <laughs> What is the exact temperature <laughs> that you're experiencing in Halloween? <laughs> now, the phenomenon of black-eyed children <laughs> is something to behold. We're cutting here to Marianne Rigigliotti, all the way from Edmonton, Braparia. <laughs> wrong tape. Oh, wrong tape. <laughs> Right. Well, that's amazing. Great George Norrie impression. I think we should start uh, including a Hail Art Bell. Hail Everyone, Bell. Hail Bell. What okay. A, he's a he's a legend. Legend in the field. I was I hail Norrie. People talk about talk, people talk shit about George Norrie, but goddamn, I love him. Oh, people he asks just, the dumbest questions on, on any. Pr- that's the problem. Is he just asks the dumbest questions. <laughs> well, like I being like these black eyed children. Do they? Also have adult supervision. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to be careful on the playground. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, to be fair to George Norrie, the subject matter is occasionally relatively goofy, and he wants to ask serious questions about ridiculous things, and yeah. then that'll make him come across as a bit of a goof. Now, if the Earth is hollow, right? how big is the inside of the hollow part of the Earth? <laughs> We're going a radio show. We'll be right back with more from last podcast after a word from our sponsor. Texas Pete is a sauce and allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's what people gather around, it's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. Each Texas Pete hot sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. This signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It's been at the center of dinner table since 1929 and is still heating things up today. You're definitely going to want to try Every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original, and not for the faint of heart. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce in a flavorful dry rub. Tell you what, the other day I was having myself a good old refried bean burrito, and I wanted a little bit of kick to my morning, so I got myself some cha Texas Pete sriracha sauce, and I smothered those refried beans and that cheese and them eggs in a whole bunch of cha and it started off my day. Correct. Texas Pete. Sauce like you mean it. 
Visit TexasPete.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at TexasPete.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text and that helps you save time i know i'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse picks now part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts now so what i've done to do is like so while i'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders. I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hi. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs. And it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt, and I love planting things myself. And Fast Growing Trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there, and it's going to thrive, and it's going to look real good. And I don't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. So let's move off from the earth and let's go out into space this has been a perfect progression of evolution from the water to the land now to the space now Mm. off to space so let's talk about the cassini spacecraft 
and the rings of Saturn. Now, this is really fucking cool. I really like this sound. What yeah. this is is that this is a recording of the electromagnetism that is coming off of Saturn's rings. Now, what I like about this, too, is also apparently this spacecraft, is again, was sent up by uh, scientist professor, professor scientist Tom Waits. They sent up with there because he just he's looking for new sounds. Yes. <laughs> All right. This is uh, the Saturn radio signal. So fucking cool! That one is very interesting. And what's the speculation on what it is? Some people say that it's alien speech. They oh. say that it could be an alien transmission out. Uh, but that is just the Earth actually makes a similar tone. Right. Uh, it, uh, the electromagnetism of uh, certain planets do actually give off certain noises if you have the right equipment to read it. You talking about the seas of free energy that surround us all 24 <laughs> seven that we should be tapping instead of serving the, the, the oil companies in the, in the fucking right. the power industry circumstances. Right military-industrial complex. Well, now you're just throwing cliche sentences out there. <laughs> uh, we'll be discussing this free energy phenomenon. Hold, or Henry mentioned it before the show, and I can't wait for a good full episode on free energy. I will congratulate these scientists with strapping microphones to everything. Oh, they're <laughs> nailing it. Just cr put a microphone on it. You never know what it's going to pick up. Is that Celine Dion? <laughs> well, this next one, this is one of the biggest microphones that we've ever built. It's called... <laughs> The big ear. And the big uh. ear, this was this was something that was funded by Ohio State University. Oh, please tell me Mel Brooks created this and it actually looks like a big ear. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something straight out of Spaceballs. So what this does is that the big ear looks for radio transmissions from space to Earth. And this one is real and this one is actually fascinating. This is the signal. Dr. Jerry Amen. Mm. He heard the signal. It lasted for a total of 72 seconds. This is the signal that he heard. The reason why it was called the wow signal is because when that thing came through, Dr. Jerry Amen, who basically, when he saw the printout, he circled it and wrote wow next to it. Wow. Yeah, because that if you translate that signal into actual numbers, then it's the only time they've ever seen an actual string. Ah. Like they actually saw an actual string of numbers that could be interpreted as an actual uh, signal of extraterrestrial origin. That it's not mm -hmm. just random numbers. It's not just uh, sound waves or radio waves bouncing back from the Earth to the Earth. Like this is something they actually trace the signal to the north to uh, northwest of the globular cluster of M55 in the constellation Sagittarius near the T Sagittarii star group but there are no planets or stars in that area which 
might point towards it coming from an actual spaceship. So as a scientist with years and years of education, wow. I mean, what the fuck else are you got? Indubitably. Oh, indubitably. That's what a scientist would say. But. Yeah, I, he wanted to call it the holy shit signal. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't work for papers. Oh, I see. Yeah. Wow. Unfortunately, they've never been able uh, to get this signal back. It really did. They, kept, they bounced back and forth Yeah. Um, because apparently it also kind of measured out to uh, it seemed like a response to a signal they had just sent out because right. constantly like people who work for SETI and our government are mm-hmm. just beaming radio waves right. out into space to see what we get back. And this is the first one that was recorded. The, the thing that was different about this and other things they collect is the fact that it was a radio signal. Okay. A lot of the times it's like, that's kind of our problem. Now SETI and people that are looking for intelligent life in the universe are starting to think, well, maybe they don't got fucking radios. Maybe they don't do radios. Maybe it's microwaves. Maybe it's yeah. another type of energy. Maybe they, they, they communicate using radiation. Mm. Like they have to start broadening their perspectives but they're just not smoking enough weed over there yeah well if it's microwaves and they also have totino's pizza rolls and i'm yeah. down with that um this is a george thank you ben. No- thank you no problem uh this is a george nori question it might be stupid but math is the universal language is this is that what it is is this like is this math talking well what they uh have what they actually uh received is that it's very possible they only received part of the message because oh, 72 right. seconds uh it goes as far as the Earth's rotation because 72 seconds you can start seeing some numbers. You can start seeing some things that can be translated. So at 72 seconds in, the 72 second window is very uh, significant because the way the Earth rotates uh, 72 seconds in, at the beginning of it they start getting some numbers here and there Mm -hmm. that they can translate. 36 seconds in, that's where they get the wow signal. That's where the signal is strongest. And then as it goes out, the signal starts getting weaker again. So we only got part of the signal. There's a gradual increase. Uh, so it is this. the wow signal is actually the only confirmed sound that we've ever received uh, from deep space. And on twenty oh. in 2012, on the 35th anniversary of the wow signal, uh, the observatory beamed a response from humanity containing 10,000 tweets. Oh, we're sending them tweets? They're yeah, we're sending we're the them dumbest. Fallon packets. Oh, so they my can go God. and read all the dumb games that people write that they want fucking celebrities to play. I love it when a celebrity smashes an egg on her head. Oh, my God. That is humor. So last of all, we're going to stay. We're gonna come back to Earth, but we're going to stay with broadcasts. We're going to cover number stations. Ooh. Number stations are something that, in particular that I love. Like They are fascinating recordings. These are shortwave radio stations. Sometimes they just broadcast out numbers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's uh, Morse code messages. But the thing that remains about number stations, they were mostly used, at least the theories that they were used uh, during the Cold War to transmit messages to spies. Right. And we have dozens of shortwave recordings, and not a single one has ever been decoded. So is You know what's very interesting is that they could talk about the, this thing, the, this system of shortwave radio messages to spies possibly could have been used as early as World War one yeah because what they do is the, the shortwave radio the way it works is that these it doesn't take a lot of energy and the signal can travel for very very far mm-hmm. and what they think they do again there is no fucking proof that these do anything that or, or what these are or what it is that, that what what purpose number stations serve but there is 
an idea that they use what's called a, a day code, a daily code. Also called a one-time pad. The idea is that it can only be translated that day. And so they're unbreakable right, messages. Right, right, right. And these are very real. These are, you know, documented and all true. It is also safe to say if you see Marcus Parks with his earphones in, don't ask him what he's listening to because it's just going to be like... <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you exactly what I listen to. (laughs) This is, I've got a four, actually, I have a four disc set of uh, (laughs) of recordings of number stations. I love listening to them. It is, it can be a little maddening sometimes, but it is also kind of a form of meditation for me because you can listen to these things, you can get into a zone, and you can really go to some sort of otherworldly place. Here, let's listen to one right now. One, five. President Kennedy is turning down Daily Plaza. <laughs> and that goes on for a li- for like another like minute and a half. That is. Definitely- I think that lady gave me a fake number. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? I've been playing that lottery number this whole damn time. Nothing's happening. Yeah, it's definitely what Lee Harvey Oswald was hearing right before he popped Kennedy in the head, or was it Prescott Bush? <laughs> it's very possible because these things could like the uh, the Russians had number stations. Yeah, the Americans had number stations. The Chinese, the Cubans, right? Uh, the English. The English were very well known for them, but uh, also. So they will not claim them. No. Right. So no one will claim which one to who belongs to who or what, what belongs to what. And no one will say what it is. And it's right. just this it's this thing where you, that's the ultimate secrecy keeping mechanism is you yeah. just let it be out there and be like, well, nobody fucking understands it. So what does it even matter? Nobody. Right. They don't know. OK. Yeah. Uh, OK. Chancellor of Germany. The job is done. I blew Richard Nixon. Oh, what's that? Oh, it was a seven. I was supposed to kill Richard Nixon. Okay, well, I sucked his dick. So uh, I, I, don't... I sucked his dick wow. so hard am... last night. I'd be surprised if he could if he even has, if he wants yeah. to go to the war anymore. Yeah, I thought it was odd that you requested that. but uh... Well, a lot of these voices are synthesized, especially that one that you just heard, That kind right. of like the Stephen Hawking thing where you yeah, can just type yeah. in things. But some of them uh, actually use live readers. Uh, the, and, but it's usually women that do the reading. Sometimes it's men, sometimes it's children. This is one uh, that's actually, this is a woman reading. This is known as the check lady. Um, uh, yes, Mr. Johnson, uh, this is your favorite spy here. Is it possible to make the voice a little bit less fucking creepy? Uh, because it's really <laughs> difficult to focus on my job. I am terrified over here. Literally just, I'm, my, my skin, I'm covered in goosebumps. Right, it's just, I'm not even listening to the numbers at this point. Well, usually the transmissions begin on the hour or half hour, and you know that little, those notes that you heard at the beginning, that boo-doo-doo-doo-doo? A lot of these number stations, they will continually 
transmit just those notes. A lot of them just have right. a few notes uh, that they transmit over and over and over again. And a lot of people say that those are uh, placeholders. They just oh. have a placeholder that will continually do that. Uh, one of the most famous placeholders <clears throat> is called the buzzer. Now, this, the buzzer, is, uh, it was first reported in, like, 1982. It may have been on air since, like, 1976. Uh, and it goes about every, the buzzing sound uh, goes about 25 times every minute and every once in a while you can hear the voice a voice speaking in russian reading out some sort of code uh and sometimes enthusiasts can hear swan lake in the background or being oh. broadcast so i also find too the markers and what they do too is to let if if it's true if spies are listening and you right. are using that to communicate what they could do is know that the station's still active. Yeah. Knowing that the thing is playing over and over again, you know that the station is up. And because I imagine these things change all the time. Yeah. Like if you're going to be on a spy network, you're going to pick it up on different frequencies. So you need to know what frequencies are active. And the way you do that is with the marker. Well, actually, the number stations uh, broadcast on the same frequency constantly. That's uh, not smart. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, that's what people say is that, the, okay, first of all, there's a one-time code. They always, they broadcast on the same frequency. Some of these have been broadcast, like, for example, the buzzer uh, has been started in as early as 1976. Let's listen to the buzzer real fast. That has been going constantly with just a couple of interruptions for a Russian man to read things. Huh. That went constantly from 1982 to 2010. And you're telling me it was number three on the pop charts in Russia? <laughs> I got to say, all of these songs are starting to sound the same. I don't know what's Katy Perry. I don't know what's Miley Cyrus exactly. anymore. Exactly. <laughs> that sounded like Robin Thicke's son doing another rape song. <laughs> mm, I remember that first rape song. What a catchy tune. Oh, but people loved it. So in uh, 2010, actually, it's the buzzing started being interrupted, but it started being interrupted by a different message that just said, Mikhail Dimitri, Zinya, Boris. Mikhail, Dimitri, Zinya, Boris. And then, over and over and over again. The, yeah, it just sounds like a friggin' uh, <laughs> Mikhail, Dimitri, Zinya, Boris. It just sounds like someone being racist against Russians. Oh, it's not <laughs> right. It's not, these Russians have had it hard enough. <laughs> So the funny thing about that, we know there's a couple of reasons why we, some people do have, um, I guess, speculation that these are being used by drug smugglers, that they could be used illegally. But yeah. there are definitely there some there are definitely big reasons why we think that they are actually used by governments. First yes. of all, uh, it has been proven, uh, or at least some of these number stations coincide with big political events, mm. like once some because there are people that are shortwave enthusiasts, mm -hmm. people that constantly monitor these things. Like the Conant Project was put together by a group of men, 
Let, we're just going to go ahead and say right off the group of men. They had at least men. one blind woman in there. <laughs> had to have, yeah, and she had no idea that they weren't women. Yeah, and they put together this compilation, and these guys uh, constantly uh, monitor these broadcasts, and in 1991, during the August coup, in which the Soviets, the hardline communists, tried to overthrow Mikhail Gorbachev right. uh, from you know ending communism and, and also like dissolving the USSR. Well, they made a major mistake. They tried to get him drunk. Little do they know that made him stronger. <laughs> That's the thing. He just gets quicker and faster and smarter. Very bizarre. Yeah. And so what uh, they heard on this number station, a number station changed, suddenly changed its message to coincide with the August coup. Mm. So these people, it is pretty safe to assume that the number station and the coup were related. Some sort of go signal. Well, that explains it. If you watch footage of Gorbachev during that time, much like presidents have red phones that light up, his his uh, mole, his, uh, his birthmark would light up. <laughs> so he knew when trouble was near. Sort of a spider sense. Yeah. The other reasons why we know, well, and you also say, Henry, like that, you know, they keep it on the same frequency all the time. That's not smart. Some right. people think that there is a gentleman's agreement between these governments that pretty much if you don't jam our signal, we won't jam yours. Right. Oh, like they're always constantly working for each other and all wars are just theater in order to pass money ha- between hands. And the only thing that matters in the fucking end game is who's got the water. <laughs> well, the water, the oil, global government is real. <laughs> well, the other thing about these shortwave radio transmissions uh, is that they are presumably the the most likely thing is that yes it is a spy network right. and so spies uh high frequency radio signals unless you have a supercharged transmitter right. uh unless it, at least 500,000 watts which is a lot i used to have a when i was in college i worked for a radio station uh that had 35,000 watts and 35,000 covers about 60 miles in other words, they had to be strong enough to reach a spy in a basement in Moscow. Mm. That so these guys had to have these handheld uh, devices that uh, were would be strong enough uh, that would be if they got caught. They would still be able to say, like, hey, I'm just got my little shortwave radio here. I'm not an actual spy. They could cover their tracks a little bit. I think what we're going to start seeing now is the reason why a lot of these number stations started ending in 2009, 2010 is because smartphone technology is now at a point where I bet the burner phone is now moving towards smartphone capabilities more and more. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly right because the uh, one of the most famous ones, the Lincolnshire Poacher, mm-hmm. uh, it ended transmission in 2009. Let's listen to a, a little bit from the Lincolnshire Poacher. This went from 1975 to 2008. Oh, that's great. I can't get this song out of my head! <laughs> this, is, uh, this is an English transmission. This is a really fun little tune for a nice 8-bit video game. Oh, yeah, it really Perfect. is. Perfect. English specifically made it so a gnome could dance to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Once the gnomes start dancing, you know they've yeah. heard the right tune. And this was actually uh, gone for, like, this was transferred to a Chinese station mm-hmm. called Cherry Ripe. 
Um, um, that's very interesting because, but the thing now is, I feel like that's why these are just are not being used as much anymore. Because if you look at something like Citizen Four, and you watch how easily they put that sort of sure. encryption thing together, where they can just send those secret messages back and forth, it's like, why would you need to have a ham radio on you anymore? That yeah, seems pretty course. obvious. What I think is the most fascinating one is actually a pair of them: the Pip and the Squeaky Wheel. Let's listen to the Pip. <laughs> is literally dancing to that. Yeah, he is. <laughs> this is what you listen to. I believe it now. You're so happy. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's different strokes for different folks. Takes all kinds to make the world go round. I like I'd love to see the mixtapes you make for Carly. <laughs> oh, my God. These are included. The she luckiest did. girlfriend around. Yeah, she really, I mean, it's. She's not. I was being share, sarcastic. We share things. Well, she's forced to listen to what you like. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. No, we, but so, there's the pip. And this is the squeaky wheel. Yep. And here is what's so fascinating about the pip and the squeaky wheel, at least in my opinion, is that, of course, there's those little numbers, like we said before, those are placeholders to keep other people from using those frequencies. And then, of course, every once in a while, you have someone come on, they read a little bit of a code. And what's fascinating is that some people who are listening to the pip Mm -hmm. and some people who are listening to the squeaky wheel can sometimes hear transmissions that are read on one in the background of the other, which means that the pip and the squeaky wheel are most likely in the same transmitter area. Same transmitter area. And maybe I think- the two operators are dating. Oh my god, I <laughs> and love it's it. It's like Sleepless in Seattle where they hold hands behind each other's oh backs, even god. though they're not supposed to date because they're spies. I love it. I think <laughs> the most fascinating thing about the squeaky wheel and the pip is that your girlfriend hasn't left you. <laughs> Which is kind of fun. Well, she you was- just keep this fucking up, Marcus. I've been single for a reason too. All right, yeah. and I will fucking again. I will blame Hollow Moon on doing that to me. And that is just, <laughs> that is fucking. Oh, she listened to me yell about this all last night. Good. We are on a lonely road. That's great. Right? It's going towards the truth. There's a lot. You can't have all these. You can't have yep. families. Because you know why? Because if you have families and a girlfriend and you got friends and stuff like that, the problem is that they just get caught into the fucking system and they end up dead. And you can't have anybody well, holding them over your head. You know? Okay. That's why I'm staying single. It's not like I'm having problems communicating. You, no, no. It's because you care too much about the woman that you love, and you know the government is so into what you know that they're <laughs> going to destroy her to get to you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun, it's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. It's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins as soon as I wake up. And a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs 
if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp! H-E-L-P dot com slash LastPod. How many platforms do I work on? So many platforms. Can you believe it? Google Docs. Work on that. Very complicated. Lots of different things going out. Clickety-clack, right? Slack. Same things to my employees. All my, all my, my main doldgers walking around here. It makes sure it changes cluck to the word I meant for it to say to everyone. But I try to say not curse words on Slack. What am I supposed to do about it? But Grammarly doesn't fix curse words, does it? Because Grammarly's too good for it. It's too classy. It's Grammarly is an AI writing partner that helps you get work done faster with high quality writing. Because better writing means a stronger impact. The pen is mightier than the sword. Except when the sword is in the room. 96% of Grammarly users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing and suggestions based on your audience goals and context. Can you believe it? And data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly. It's in its goods. All right. So Grammarly's great. Use it. I use it. I love its gentle harassment of my writing style because it does help me because sometimes my thumbs are faster than my eyeballs. Don't quote me on that. Get AI writing support that works where you work. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada's already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish? Wow! I just got to learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm going to be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babbel. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. The final uh, number station that we're going to hear about is the Yosemite Sam transmission. This one is really bizarre. It was first discovered in 2004, and the transmitter is thought to be somewhere in New Mexico. Oh, my God. Is it David Parker Ray? Oh, no. I'm taking a vacation in New Mexico here in about two weeks. I'm really looking forward to it. Why are you going there? I love the land of enchantment. Really? You're going to New Mexico on vacation? Yeah, Yeah. that's not normal. I wish went to Uruguay. Go 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 somewhere else. New Mexico is just meth and sand. Yeah, is that what you're gonna go <laughs> no, do? No, not at all. I'm going to Rio Dosa. What's in what's Rio Dosa? It's the mountains. It's Billy the Kid country, like Lincoln County. Yeah, you know, you ever seen Young Guns? Didn't Billy the Kid die of gout. <laughs> no. Okay. He, he got shot in the back, man. Yeah, he oh, got shot okay. got shot in the back by Pat Garrett, that son of a bitch. Oh, be careful. I'm sure he had the gout too. <laughs> I'm from Steves. 
<laughs> yeah, Rio Dosa, New Mexico, hometown of Neil Patrick Harris, I'll have you know. Yeah, but he left. <laughs> That's the whole thing. He hasn't yeah. been back. It's a small town of like 8,000 people. They've got all kinds of, they've got a golf, They got, or they got a golf course, they got a horse track, and they got go-karts. Yeah. Absolutely fascinating. You're going to be the only <laughs> tourist to ever just fit right in. I'm going to retire there. Good. Yeah, well. I can't wait for you to visit me in the town that I retire in because it's not going to be disgusted. <laughs> well, let's hear the Yosemite Sam transmission. It's going on a loop. It, wow. or it goes on a loop, and it repeats about every two minutes or so. So I it's just, just one of those things, if you're tuned into the station every time you hear it, you got to take a shot. It's like a spy <laughs> fucking drinking. Yeah, oh, they're always so drunk. And then you actually get to act like Yosemite Sam. The last uh, signal that we're going to, the last radio signal that we're going to cover, we're going to go back to space for this one. But this one is real. This one is terrifying. Uh, mm. And it once again comes from the Russians. Mm. Now, the thing that was different between our space program and the Russian space program is that we did a lot of math. We sent a lot of we sent a lot of animals to die needlessly in space. Yeah, the Russians sent a lot of scientists. <laughs> right. So, if your uh, corpse is in space, now does it deteriorate or does it just sort of maintain? Well, what does makes it liquefy? Uh, it probably mummifies just a little bit. It really depends on how much. Uh, Oxygen is in the atmosphere, but mostly what makes bodies uh, de decompose is moisture and uh, bacteria. So it's possible that these people that are up in space floating around, at some point they'll get out of our si solar system and maybe land on an alien uh, uh, planet. Or well, something. if it's caught in the Earth, the only way they'll get uh, out is if they're pushed out of Earth's orbit, because right now they're orbiting. But a lot of them also crash to Earth on reentry, including this one right here. Uh. In the late 50s and early 60s, these two brothers, Achille and Gian Judica Cordiglia, they believe that they intercepted transmissions from Sputnik 1 and Explorer 1. And they found a, uh, and they actually recorded this message from a cosmonaut that did not survive. Mm. And of course, that's in Russian, but what she's saying here, yeah. she's saying, come in, come in, talk to me, I'm hot, I'm hot, this is dangerous, talk to me, I'm hot, I'm hot. I can see a flame. I can see a flame. That's also in there, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's saying, she's, am I, go and the last thing she says is, am I going to crash? Yes, yes. I feel hot. I feel hot. I will re-enter. I will re-enter. I am listening. So that woman's dead. Um, yes. But she's a Russian. So we can take solace in that. <laughs> <laughs> there was a war. It was a war. It was a cold war, Ben. Well, not for her. <laughs> it was pretty hot. No, no, no. Yeah, it was a cold war, but she was in a hot seat. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you don't want to be in that seat during a cold war. So let's uh, roll this thing around. Let's wrap it up with some man-made noises. Oh, okay. With some creepy... The, the first one that we're going to cover is the Aztec death whistle. No one really knows why the Aztec death whistle existed, 
only that it is absolutely terrifying. They said may they may have used them for special ceremonies, maybe religious rituals, maybe during human sacrifices, and maybe to intimidate enemies. One person uh, on the Facebook group, actually, when I posted this video, uh, said that the Aztecs used this in conjunction with Chihuahuas during battle. Chihuahuas were in battle. They were in battle. Well, yeah, they were the Aztecs war got dogs. Think oh about this. Everybody God. was smaller back in the day. So Chihuahuas, in retrospect, were bigger. <laughs> well, yeah, equally just yeah. as adorable as they are now. Yeah. Uh, wow, look at that. Yeah, Isn't the, that fun? The Aztecs and Mayans were quite short. Like, they were yeah. very, they were tiny people. The Spaniards, so, going against the Chihuahuas and the Aztecs and the Mayans, the Spaniards had quite the height advantage on them. Well, they had a good height advantage, and of course, they also had the Pomeranians. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> the problem. They had the Pomeranians. Yeah. And also, they just had that Floyd Mayweather reach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They yeah, could yeah, really yeah. get in there. Right, right, right. Well, let's listen to the Aztec death whistle. So, this is the death whistle. Uh. <laughs> well, that is, that's a scream. That's, that's, uh, well. Mom, I'm gonna clean up my room. Okay, yeah. Mom, I'm gonna go. Well, that is a loose interpretation of what a whistle is. Huh? <laughs> it's a thing that you blow into and make noise with. <laughs> oh, like a... Yeah, dude, yeah, they're, they use it because it's creepy, and they probably use it all the time to scare the shit out of each other while yeah. your one was asleep. <laughs> yeah, maybe they used it during soccer games, like the, what is it, the Vuvuzela? The Vuvuzela, yeah. The Vuvuzela. The next one is, uh, this one's fascinating, and I, I this really... Is just, this really affected Marcus. This really did. <laughs> this one is called Binaural Beats, oh, or okay. Binaural, well, I don't know how exactly to pronounce it but Ben Oral Beats was discovered in 1839 mm. and what this guy says is that when a person hears two separate tones two different frequencies in each ear uh, a slight difference in the frequencies will create a third phantom sound that only exists in the head of the listener and can only be heard by that individual. Ooh. And some people say that it can be associated with enhanced mental function, problem-solving concentration, alertness, relaxation, and states of arousal. Now, know this. We're going to play this, all right? Just know this. Uh, if you're driving right now, uh, I, I think you should pull over. Yeah. Or um, you just know that you may end up like listening to this blacking out. And all of a sudden, you shot a bunch of people at a J Crew. Oh you know my I mean? god! Just know that I don't know what's going to happen after yeah. you listen to this sound. Yeah. So I listened to this for a full five minutes yesterday, and some, <laughs> and right. some and some people, including me, after listening to it and really focusing on it, kind of describe. Being high a little bit, having some sort of like having your perspective shifted a little Were bit. Were you smoking weed while you listened I to it? I was right here and I was totally sober. Okay. Completely sober. I actually listened to it and stared up at the ceiling. And when it was over, I uh, actually spoke out loud and I felt like my voice, it sounded like my voice was being dragged across gravel. I'll put it this way. Marcus called me right afterwards, and he was like, man, these sounds, man. There are sounds out there, man. Yeah. In other words, I sounded like a dude who was really stoned trying to explain it to his friend. That's great. We, <laughs> yeah. And I was also getting like some auditory or some visual hallucinations as well. It was pretty fucking nuts, but I did have to listen to it for a full five minutes straight. Well, I'm just so happy that you saw my name in your phone book. You shook it off and went with Henry. 
What are you talking about? Henry uh, texted me. That's the reason why I called I Henry. I know. I'm thanking you for it. <laughs> I never want to have that phone call from you. <laughs> well, I know that Henry's more open than you are. I am ben. very open. <laughs> I just like to have respect for you still. That, well, okay. Fine. <laughs> we'll see what happens. let see if you start whipping your dick out after you listen to these binaural beats. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'm the idiot. I'm Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. I actually see your point. Yeah. And if you listen to it, I, after I listened to it for a while, I started to hear a third sound that felt like it yeah. existed just above my right eye, and it sounded like a drain. Where is Brian? <laughs> Brian brought me here. Uh-oh. Brian? <laughs> I'm just so loud. <laughs> well, I, okay, that's only like no, 30 I can, seconds. But- I, can, I can tell, though. I think that we should maybe, for the listeners, play a good five minutes at the end of the episode if we could. Because yeah. it, I would <laughs> you know, really let them go there. Well, just that, yeah, you could also, like YouTube, you know, Binaural Beat. Uh, it's at 528 hertz. And Henry actually said that he couldn't. You said you can't hear anything. You've tried this before, right? Yeah, I've done it before. I had no effect. Yeah, I just smoke on. wheat. If I want to get high, uh, you just smoke fucking wheat. I like you know? that. Closing but, your receptor, though. Yeah, man, you're closing the receptor. My receptor's fucking open, dude. Yeah, you should call me next time you listen to that, Marcus. Don't call Henry anymore. His receptor's closed. <laughs> He's a jerk yeah. off. Do you dream, Henry? I bet you don't, because I do. I dream. Yeah. I dream. Mm. Last night, I dreamed about an old man who just kept saying over and over again, Pussy, I've had my fill. Wasn't <laughs> that interesting? Yeah. I had a dream with Hillary Clinton in it, so that's kind of we had a similar one. Um, all right, wow! Is, any more mysterious sounds? We got one more to round it all out. Cool. And this one, Ben, this is for you. Oh, I really okay. want to get. Uh, this is called Phantom Words, and mm. this is a recording that every pretty much everybody hears something different mm-hmm. when they listen to this recording. I heard one thing. Henry heard another thing. I played it for my girlfriend last night. Last night, she heard something completely different than the two of us. Get out. Get out of the relationship. <laughs> no. No, it wasn't that. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're asleep. <laughs> uh, here, so I want to hear, just tell me what you think this person is saying. Okay. All right. So Ben, what did you hear? I mean, I just heard like Noel. You heard Noel? Yeah. Okay. Henry, you heard? No way. You heard no way? I heard uh don't weld. Don't weld. Don't weld, don't weld, don't weld, don't weld. That's just that's just a memory of your father yelling at you for doing it wrong. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Yeah. All right, we have to wrap it up. Wow, what an episode though. Very interesting sounds. Yeah, man. So many noises. Yeah, that's <laughs> I almost went insane with I this could, like this was another yeah. one of those episodes where my mind almost broke a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Cuz I went there was a whole lot that we didn't go for, uh but there was a uh, yeah, I, 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 sh- I sifted through a lot, and yesterday was a gray, rainy day here in New York City, which mm. is a perfect day for listening to mysterious sounds and almost losing your mind. I agree well. with that. Well, everyone, thanks you so much for listening. 
I hope everyone was stoned for this. I should have said that at the very top. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Should have smoked weed for this episode specifically because it's just noises. Yeah. <laughs> All heavy noises. There's no doubt. Um, I'm just going to throw out a Hail Bell. A Hail Art Bell. Hail Bell. Hail Art Bell. Yeah. yeah. Why not? A Hail Nori. A Hail Nori. Thanks so much for listening. Supporting and I'm going to say this, all right? I was, I've been feeling down recently. Yeah. And you know what brought me right back up? Going back and reading the Satanic Bible. Oh. If you ever feel down, if you ever right. feel like you don't believe in yourself or you're you're upset with what your circumstances are, read the Satanic Bible because right. it's got some fucking juicy bon mots in it. And if you're sitting there and you're feeling insecure and you want to take it out and vent and say negative things on a social media site, go for a run. Do something <laughs> different with your life. Don't be yeah. a jerk off. Don't be a loser because nobody respects you. Yeah. So be kind. Uh, and uh, go join the Facebook group yeah. uh, and uh, follow us on Twitter at LP on the left. Uh, and go rate and review us on iTunes, please. Positively. That's right. And of course, <laughs> on Twitter, that's Henry Loves You and at Marcus Parks. I'm at Ben Kissel. Thanks for supporting all the shows. Top Hat Roundtable, everything that Marcus does as well with Miss Jackie Zabrowski. Um, every show here is incredible. And uh, Henry, let's do a quick update. How is life in Canada? How is the filming going? Um, the filming is very good. I, I am covered in bruises. Perfect. Uh, I, uh, it's pretty fucking badass. Nice. Heroes Reborn is going to be pretty dark. Nice. Oh, good. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I'm, I'm good. The, the filming has been a blast. It, the, the show is a lot of fucking fun. Yeah. Nice. And uh, one last thing. Be sure and go uh, buy the Cowman album oh, at yeah. thecowman.bandcamp.com. Do you guys play? Mind if I play one more preview track? No, of course of not. No. All right, hail me. Yeah, we got a hail Gein. Don't yeah, forget that. Hail Gein. Yeah. Magustalations and uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, here it is. Uh, this song's called Preacher. You well, fucking love don't it. Don't not 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 go fuck yourself. That's <laughs> right, and it, it works out perfectly for our mysterious recordings. Uh, oh, yes, here's a mysterious the, recording from the Cowman. The Cowman. The Cowman.bandcamp.com. Only seven dollars. Well, there was a preacher roaming the town. The town, the town, it It was was such a town. town. He found a lot by the cancer boys, too.
This is Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast, the promo, and in 30 seconds, I'm going to tell you why you should check out the show. I, the host, Scott Augerman, have a lighthearted conversation with famous celebrities like John Hamm, Allison Williams, Phoebe Bridgers, Bob Odenkirk, just to name a few. Things go a little off the rails when different eccentric characters drop by to be interviewed as well. Each week is a blend of conversations and character work from your favorite comedians as well as some new hilarious voices. Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast. Listen every Monday wherever you get your podcasts. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.